Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today, I am introducing you to one of my Beauty Biz BFFs. Her name is Corey Jennison, and she's the co-owner and manager of Skin Health Medispa in Dover, New Hampshire. So she's a licensed esthetician and nail tech. She also just has a lot of really incredible insights and business growth ideas that she shared with us. We did record this a few weeks back and a lot has changed in our world since then, but I still think you're going to find a bunch of inspirational and relevant type information on how to grow a successful beauty practice, no matter where you are in the world. So take some time for yourself, enjoy the conversation, take some notes, and if you're heading back to work, you can put some of this into play right away. If you're you're still on lockdown as we are in California, then it just gives you some, some things to think about on how you'll step forward and, and create a new beauty norm. Okay, guys, enjoy the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious beauty biz entertainment. Welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. This is your host, Lori Cree, and I'm here today with a very special guest by the name of Corey Jennison. Hey, Corey. Hey, Lori. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice catching up with you. I know. I tell everybody a very special guest because Corey is one of my BFFs from college, right? How long ago did we graduate? <laughs> Oh boy, do we have to say that date? <laughs> 1989. We've been friends since 1989. Well, like before I was that. I going to say it, but if you have to. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So you guys, I don't know. If, do you remember the first time? I know when we met, but do you remember like the first time we hung out? Because I totally do. I was thinking about it before we got on the call today. Oh, we're not going to talk about the apartment. <laughs> No, nope. Like I, I really think we started and tell me if you remember this the same way I do. Cause everybody has their own versions of stuff, but that apartment sure. was fun. It was, that might've been the place may or may not have been the place where somebody fell through a glass coffee table, but came out fine. <laughs> right? May or may not have. <laughs> yeah. Came out fine. No stitches, no blood, no nothing. I don't think. No, I can't even believe it to this day. <laughs> I remember us sitting and I swear to God, it sounds like, and you guys listening in are going to know this. Sometimes like you can remember friendships, almost like great loves of your life. The, the moment you connected or you met. And I remember sitting at a bar on a cruise ship in St. Thomas. I even remember the song that was playing. Do you know the song that was playing when we first started chatting? Oh gosh, no, I don't. We definitely remember the song. <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. <laughs> <I totally remember. laughs> 
every night at happy hour on that cruise. We were in college and part of our senior year, you got to go on a cruise as we got part of our, it, you. Yeah, got credits for sitting at a bar underage, listening to music. So uh, that's when I remember us first bonding and chatting. I remember you lived in the dorm next to my dorm. I believe you were roommates with another Lori. I kind of remember a little starting to get to know you a little bit then, but probably the crews, yeah, would say we bonded a little bit more during that time for sure. (laughs) And you guys think about your friendships because we kind of lost track. I remember we were very close in college and we lost track. And during a crazy time, I had just been laid off from the airlines and I went out to dinner, you guys. Do you not remember your car, your present was hidden in front of my house? Yes, yes, I do. My dad built my dream car for me, and it was my college graduation, Mm -hmm. and it was big red bow in front of Corey's house. (laughs) (laughs) I found that picture not so long ago. Yep, but then when we kind of reconnected, I remember that Oh, so I was divine timing away from my house. And like an hour and a half out to dinner, just been laid off from my first airline job, thought the world was ending as we do when we're thrown into crazy situations, kind of like the current one, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to the bathroom and I don't remember either you had a bladder infection or I did because one of us said we had been in the bathroom multiple times that night. It may have been me. (laughs) And I hadn't talked to you in years and there you were fixing your hair in the mirror and you were like four hours away from your house, right? You were but living back in just up visiting some friends. Yep. Yeah. So we reconnected. Corey got me my job. I'm giving you the readers. Vibe. I didn't actually get you your job, but I gave you the right connections. That's all. <laughs> you walked it in. You walked in. So I got hired at American because Corey actually, I know. Remember you had to speak another language at that yeah. time. And I was like, sign language in another yeah. language. <laughs> Corey walked my resume in and for every person who got that job, there were 5,000 applicants. So thank you for that, for moving me up to the top of the, it's who, you know, you guys, it's who, you know, well, then our second careers or third careers, I don't know for me, is really my basic second career. You helped me get into this yeah. as well. So what comes around goes around. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember after September 11th, I quit flying and Corey flew from Boston where she was living to LA where I was living. And I said, let me come to your hotel room and give you a facial. And I think that's what triggered you stepping into the beauty world. A little bit. Yeah, I for sure was, had been thinking about, you know, gosh, do I want to be doing this when I'm 70? So it definitely opened my eyes into other opportunities and where I might want to go. And I laugh and I don't know if you remember this either, but we were at dinner with Corey's parents are like my second mom and dad. Really? I love Wayne and Carolyn. As a matter of fact, I was just talking about the black cherry ice cream that they always serve when we have the lobster bakes at your house <laughs> <laughs> the other day. Oh, yeah. yeah. That seems like a lifetime ago. Yes. Uh, well, I remember being out to dinner when you were kind of chewing on the thought of becoming an esthetician. I remember you saying to your stepdad, to Wayne, I don't know, is anyone going to want a spray tan in New Hampshire? Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, I remember even talking to Dr. Campbell about that, who was my business partner before he passed away. And I said, I'm going out to California to learn how to spray tan. And he's like, spray tan, what do you mean? And I, you know, explained the whole process and all of that. And he goes, so you're going to spend a thousand, couple thousand dollars on a machine that spray paints people and they're going to pay you for it. You're like, watch me. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> And we were kind of one of the first in the whole New England area to to do that. Yeah. You've built an incredible business, an incredible business. 
as a beauty entrepreneur. And the reason that Corey and I are here today is because we want to talk about what's going on in the industry right now during the uncertainty of our times from West Coast to East Coast. We couldn't live farther apart across the country, really. But I thought it'd be fun. That's true. But it'd be fun to share. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I read something. I read something, and I can't take credit for this at all. It was on Facebook or Instagram, and it was like this saying, and it was about, you know, you hear everybody and how they talk about how we're all in this together. And though we are, everybody's situation is different, you know. So I, I kind of look at it, and it so resonated with me when I read this. You know, we are all in the same storm but we all are in a different boat and just to be kind to each other and just to, just to remember that we are all going through the same situation, but in a different boat. I actually have been teaching on that same concept a lot. I saw it on Facebook and it's so true. Maybe a good place for us to start would be for you to tell me what your beauty business looked like before all this happened. Oh boy, we were on cue to have a record-breaking year. I have about 14 employees. We do everything from cool sculpting to hair and nails. We are partners with a dermatology business. And gosh, you know, we had a wait list and it was just crazy, crazy. It was good times, good times. This is not your first challenge and I want to go back a little bit because I don't know how much you can share, but as much as you can share, I think would be helpful for people listening in. Your business partner, Dr. Campbell, who was a lovely man and very good to you, passed away and it left you feeling kind of high and dry emotionally and literally in your business. Can you talk about that experience and how you recovered from it? Because as a business owner, this is what I'm saying. We don't just get to show up during the beautiful times, Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely learned to dot my I's and cross my T's a little bit more. You know, you hope that every instance that you come across makes you stronger. And it definitely made me stronger. And I had to dive into things that maybe made me feel a little bit more uncomfortable. You know, I always kind of left a lot of things up to him in the business perspective. You know, I was more the creative part and how to grow the business attached to the dermatology practice. And he was more the, you know, worry about the kind of business aspects. And when he passed away, suddenly, suddenly passed away, no warning. Talked to him Sunday night. He was gone Monday morning. So yeah, definitely have learned to dot my I's and cross my T's a little bit more and pay attention to some of those things. And that through adversity, you know, you can come out stronger on the other side. It's just kind of tough getting through it. I want to know, you say it's a blanket statement, dot the I, cross the T. What is the number Mm -hmm. one thing that you would share with our beauty practitioner, beauty entrepreneur listeners who have a partner? What is the one thing they should really pay attention and make sure they have in place? The legal stuff. You know, you hate to do it, but you have to have a lawyer. You have to have a written agreement, whether they are a relative, whether it's somebody that you went through the trenches with and you think you can trust through no matter what, you just never know what can happen in life. And you just need that. You really do. How long did it take you to recover from that as far as emotionally is a different story, but as far as the legality things? Well, you know, I had to accept new business partners. So that's been a little bit of a journey. It's a great journey now that we're on the other side, but getting to know different business partners and, you know, you didn't share the same ride to get there. So everyone's perspective of things are a little bit different, but trying to get on that same page and to make sure that everybody has the same goals in mind. So it's been a journey, but we've gotten there and I think we're bigger, badder and stronger for it. And we will be when we get on the other side of this crisis as well. 
See, so this is where I'm, what I'm getting at. You don't get to just show up at your business when times are beautiful. You do not. You have to treat it like any relationship that is important to you or worth fighting for. So the bad times make you stronger and make the business probably a little more solid. Absolutely. And also, I think it gets you to, you know, again, I think we all might have been a little complacent a little bit. You know, we were busy. Everything was going great. There had been so many things that we quote unquote, wanted to get to, but we were so busy that we didn't get a chance to get to. And this has really forced us to slow down, regroup, do some trainings and some things that, you know, you never have that time to do and really bond as team members as well. I want to ask you, is there one particular thing that you're excited about reinventing in your business that you've focused on? Oof, one thing. (laughs) Like what was the first thing you go, okay, now I have time to do this and I can't wait we spring cleaned that place like no tomorrow. (laughs) We got reorganized, got rid of everything that was just kept getting put in a spot because nobody knew what to do with, made sure that everything was clean and not cluttered. We repainted. I mean, we really just cleaned house. One of the benefits of being married to a contractor who knows how to do those things. <laughs> Lucky true. you. That is true. I'm <laughs> he built it, so he knows how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I know we were going to talk about COVID and all that stuff, but now that I have you on the phone, I'm going to expose you. And uh-huh. um, don't say, uh-oh, this is good. We're going to get to COVID for you guys listening in a little bit. <laughs> but before we do, forever I've been telling people, Corey, you wouldn't believe, you know, I do coaching and consulting and all that stuff. So many estheticians and beauty entrepreneurs come to me and go, but I'm in a small town. <laughs> and for those of you who I've given this answer to, it's been about Corey. I go, listen, one of my BFFs is in a small town in New Hampshire and she is generating multiple seven figures in her business, seven figures, multiple, it depends where you are. I've never shared your numbers, but I've shared your inspirational type story. So I want to talk about two things. Like you are in a smaller town, considerably speaking, the benefits of that. And then I want to talk about how you actually had to have the police show up and direct traffic at your, like your first open house. I don't even know if you told me that or your mom did, but those are the two things I want to talk about to get people excited and jazzed up to get back to work. So let's talk about, give me some benefits of being in a small town. Well, of course, the benefits of being in a small town are we really are part of the local community. We are blessed to have a hospital directly across the street from us. So we do a lot of partnerships and a lot of things with them. Again, we are in a small community. We do 5Ks. We do fundraisings. We do donations. We have a lot of events that we've really become part of the community. And so, of course, when something is small-based, that's where you get the benefit of that. How did you become involved? Like, what, how do you choose? Because I feel like there's something every weekend you could be involved in. It, it is hard. And of course, you know, people ask for money all the time. So you do have to kind of pick and choose. Unfortunately, I wish I could give to everyone, but that isn't always the case. So obviously, you know, some of our better clients, some people that we have relationships with, those are the ones that always know that they can, you know, count on me. Um, certain things, obviously, we are partners with a dermatology office. So anything to do with cancer, melanoma, those kinds of things we do. So it's hard, but after many, many, many years, we kind of fall into a pattern. I try to change it up a little bit here nor there, but whatever's kind of hitting the local times as well. So then the second question I have, so getting involved in community, if you're in a small town should be a priority, needs to be a priority to build a business quickly. Absolutely. Find your chamber, be friends with your chamber. And then tell me, 
because you grew fast. Do you think you grew fast because it was in a time when it wasn't such a saturated market? Or do you think that you just had the support of amazing people? Like what would you contribute your growth in a small town to rapid growth? I mean, I don't know. You might think I grew fast when I look at it. I don't know about that. You did. <laughs> Myself, you know, in one one room and I spent one full year really just researching actually and training on what I wanted to do when I became a spa. And the first year I worked with Dr. Campbell, I was actually his esthetician in his in his practice and working on a business plan on opening up a spa that worked for both of us. So, you know, just research. I probably grew my fastest actual years, Laura. I don't even think you've ever seen that whole new edition part. I think you saw some of it, but I think it was in, it's been about nine years since we just did the whole renovation portion. So that's when I really added all the hair and the nails and everything else. So it wasn't just skin. And we kind of did that when the economy was crashing, really, you have to remember our business is one of those businesses that is recession proof. People want to feel good. And, you know, I know it's terrible time to talk about it through COVID-19, but people want to be touched. Mm -hmm. They really do. In this crazy world where everything now is computers and social media, I really just wanted to invent a place that when people stepped into it, they could just feel relaxed and peaceful, even if it was just for an hour. I mean, you've always been like a Betty Hallmaker, way more so than me, even when we lived together, thank God, because that's you're the reason I had food on the table because you cooked it. But (laughs) (laughs) my genius work has never happened in the kitchen. But I have been to your place since you remodeled. And the only thing that was left to remodel was one area in like a back, back, back corner. So I remember your hair place, but one of the things that I'll tell you, I loved going into your spa is because I felt at home in there right from being able to have a cup of coffee when I went in and sitting in what felt like a living room. And you were very much a trendsetter at that time. A lot of spas didn't have that feel yet. Yep. That's definitely right. I have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of reps from all over as well because we do cosmetics as well as skin and all kinds of stuff. So reps come from all over the place, you know, Boston and New York, and they're always, always complimenting on one, our open houses that you were talking about and how we can get so many people there as well as just feeling like you're at home when you're there and that you can just kind of escape the craziness of the world, even if it's just for that hour to give you that relaxation to reboost and re-energize again. So let's tell everybody about how you had, because I know when people plan an event at their spa, they're terrified nobody's going to show up. You probably felt an element of that the first time, right? Like you're thinking, oh gosh, I hope we get people here. Of course, because, you know, people are SVP, but you never know who's going to actually come out on that day. So how the heck did you need, like, please control your parking lot from, I think it was your first party. Like, you guys were all shocked. It was, and it's actually, <laughs> Lori, if you'd even know, they've doubled by then. We had 100 people, now we do 200 people in the bat of an eye. We actually have to break it down a little bit now so that we kind of have two surges of people coming through. Give me three success tips. I think that we just, we, we put it out there. We e-blast, we talk about it. We post it when people are coming in. When someone has a question on about something, we, you know, talk about, Hey, we're going to have an open house. We're going to actually demo these things. You're going to be able to have a one-on-one questions and answers with the exact procedure that you're looking to get more information on. We have specials that we just don't normally offer. We don't offer them any other time unless you actually come to our open house. So you start building the excitement well in advance. 
sure. We and if we have something new, we do little teasers. You know, we've got something new. You have to come to the open house to find out what it is. Okay. So it's like when we were flight attendants, and the smart parents would bring a new toy to keep their kid busy on there. <laughs> so okay, we have some food, and we have you know we serve we do serve wine, and you know those kinds of things. We have really fun raffles, so people have a chance to win things. So we really kind of make it, I want to say girls night out, but we've had ones that we gear towards guys as well. We had one one time that all the procedures were getting done on men. And we had instead of wine, we had a keg and we did, we grilled outside on a grill. Oh my God. What was your show up rate with that geared towards men compared to, cause men are terrified to walk in a spa. It was actually still really great because the women just brought their man with them because if they brought a man with them, we also gave them a gift bag. So Brilliant. it ended up being their date night. And then once the guys saw all the things that were being done and the food and the drink and the fun, there's been quite a few that continuously come time and time again. Okay, guys, is this not nuggets of amazingness? Perfect. <laughs> it, it, this is, I hear all the time people say to me, well, and this is one thing I've taught, Corey, and you're going to go, yes, spot on. Your client list is your biggest business asset. So, and people will say, oh my gosh, no, email is dead. But you just said, that's how you get a lot of people in. Completely not dead. And you have to remember the generations that we have. I mean, we serve people, yeah, from their teens having acne issues in their first, you know, balayage. But we also serve, you know, the 60, 70 year olds that are, that have been coming with us for a long time. I've watched their kids grow. So every generation is different. And that older generation, they still like their emails. They are not on social media. So you have a staff of 14. I want to talk about that in a second, but I also want to know how often do you get the chance to be in the treatment room? I'm still blessed. I kind of go back and forth a little bit. This last year, I've been back in the treatment room quite a bit. I do things other than just facials as well. But, you know, we brought in CoolSculpt and MSculpt and some different things along those lines, but it's really brought my love. But I've always made sure that a percentage of my time was in the treatment room. That's what got me there. That's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps me in touch with my clients. I think that is really important for any owner. I don't ask any of my girls or my employees to do anything that I have not done or would not do myself. So tell me what your staff looks like. How many of everybody do you have? Well, things are a little crazy right now. (laughs) Before COVID, how many of everybody did you have? (laughs) So before, (laughs) we come and say BC, right? Before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or before craziness. I had four, four stylists, five estheticians, two massage therapists, and a manager, along with two amazing spa coordinators. What does your manager do? What is the description between a spa manager and a spa coordinator? Yep. So it's a little bit trickier for sometimes my spa coordinators, though they are literally my, I could not live without them. They almost know what I need before I need it. And it's just imperative to really find somebody that you have that much trust and faith in to get what all the behind the scenes stuff done. But with that, they have a harder time because they deal with clients on a day-to-day basis, booking their appointments and certain things. So if there's ever an issue that needs to be resolved or some more behind the scenes that they can't necessarily always do because they're at the front desk with people being see- with seeing them, that's kind of what my manager does. 
Okay. So the spa coordinators are really your front line, front desk management team. And then your manager is behind the scenes, helping you with admin stuff and supporting. Okay. Right. Kind of helping, kind of helping to make sure that the flow is going things that my girls at the front desk might not be able to see just because they are at the front desk, walk around, make sure flow, all the things that I always did. But now that I'm back in the treatment room a lot more, I just kind of needed someone. She's only part-time for now that was, you know, able to kind of keep those things going at our busiest times. How'd you find these people? Cause that's another question I get asked. How do I find good employees? Oh, so because the economy has been so amazing the last few years, it's been a challenge finding good help. It truly has. It's probably been one of my hardest things ever. And we have a really great reputation. I do full benefits, vacation time, health benefits. We are tied, like I said, with a dermatology practice. So even the treatments and stuff we do on each other, it's a really great benefit package, but it is hard to find good help right now. There, It just is. Economy's good. So everybody's got their own sign out and that's great, but it is hard when you're trying to find good, good help. Would you say that being a team and having employees is probably one of the hardest, most complicated parts of being a business owner? Yeah. Hands down. If you don't have a good team, that is your name, no matter what. And I really feel through this whole COVID 19 issue. That is one thing that I've really worked hard on it. It actually just kind of came natural. It was almost like the kind of days we did curbside pickup and was trying to come up with some creative new ideas to keep, you know, in touch with our clients. It really formed a tight knit bond with the girls I have right now. And something that I think they will talk about and remember for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's right now, if you're a leader and you own a spa, your team will remember how you showed up or if you did not, they're going to remember. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I did a things in the beginning. It was really sad in the very beginning for a little while. I did have to furlough them. Heart wrenching, heart wrenching. I furloughed though, not laid off. I was able to at least keep all their healthcare benefits. I paid for both portions of those while they were furloughed. Who, who wants to be in a pandemic without health insurance, right? Yeah. So, and now I was able to do the payroll protection program and now they're all full back on payroll for now. So let's keep our fingers crossed that we get to start opening up here and we get control of this situation. Have you heard anything from your state? Our state. (laughs) So they started point 2.0, they call it phase of opening up. We were not super represented very well. I don't think they really have an idea of what to do with us. They did allow salons to open and cut hair and color roots they can't do balayage, but they can do roots. Like there's no science behind it. So we'll get there. I think the fear, you know, fear is a real thing. Laura, you know that we've been through all that before. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle. And I think people, it's going to take a while for people to feel comfortable again. But again, having the reputation, I mean, we have people who call us on a consistent basis. When you can open your doors, we are there because we know you will do everything you can to protect yourselves and ourselves as to the best of, of our abilities with what we know is science. Well, I'll share some inspiration with you and with everybody else listening. And one of the girls in my higher level program inside the Beauty Biz Club, which I was going to invite you today, Corey, to our happy hour. I'll tell you more about that. If you're free at six o'clock your time, you may want to join. These are high level income earners in the beauty industry. And we do happy hour every Monday now and share resources and ideas. But one of the gals in the group got to go back to work this week. And where is she from? She is in Utah. Yes. 
and they've really loosened everything up. And I'm telling people, you step back into this when it feels right for you. Don't let anybody influence your decision. Again, that's that boat thing, right? We're all in our own boat. Just respect people's for their decisions, whatever they may be. So I am always honest on this show. And I will tell you that she did not feel well the night before. And it was nerves. It's scary. It's scary to go back. We're human. And she went back and worked on Saturday. She had a record-breaking day. And she said she had gone in the day prior, made sure everything was clean and removed those things that they're telling us, you know, like your curtains or blankets or whatever. She, she set her room up and then she went back in. She said her clients were unbelievable. She said all of the new sanitation things, new is a term we need to use loosely. She said we're pretty much doing all of those. So it was only minor adjustments. It is. That's so funny that you say that because people that are true to the industry and that have been cleaning the way that they were supposed to. I mean, we were all taught in school. We had a whole class on sanitization and disinfection. This is not new stuff for us. (laughs) This is not our first go around. And if you weren't doing those things beforehand, shame on you. I mean, that's all I can say. But if you were doing them all along, even the, the things that I was reading through are no brainers to me. I mean, I know it's a different industry. They were talking about, you know, with the hair salons and having to have a cape for everyone. And I was in absolute shock that people shared capes. We would never share a wrap on somebody like that is just doesn't make sense to me in the first place. So if you're following basic guidelines, I think you're there. You were obviously already keeping your safety and client safety in hand. Yeah. She said it was not that big of a deal. When I read make sure you have a clean sheet for everyone. I was like, oh my God, people should be doing what? this. Yeah. You didn't? <laughs> I don't like to share my sheets. I don't know about you. <laughs> she also said her clients listened to every new rule she had to implement, you know, wait in your car, only one person. You can't bring your 12 kids in with you for your eyebrow. <laughs> wax. Yeah, so. We're good with that. I'm fine. With that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, you know, it's you guys, it's all going to be okay when we finally get to go back. But I do think, you know, this is also an opportunity for us to stand up and create more awareness around what we do. Like you said, they don't know. I don't think I ever even told you this, but I had to go to court for an employee. This was several years ago. It happened while I was on vacation in Maui. I didn't even know. So I had to go from Maui. And I remember talking to a judge the Friday, my case was on Monday and I had to do it remotely because I was on vacation. And he goes, you have a female judge on Monday and she is all business. Don't worry. And I thought, oh good, a female judge. She's going to know. She's going to know what I do. So it's going to make it easier. And the first question she asked me is, and what is a facial? And I thought, oh, I'm screwed. Oh, and you went, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So these people making the decisions for us right now really don't understand. (laughs) Even in New Hampshire, God love him. I'm sure the stress on him right now with everything. But Governor Sununu very clearly stated in the question and answer, because somebody even asked about nails or something. And he was like, what board is that? Uh, I don't even know. Is that under cosmetology board? What is that? I mean, and so as estheticians, because it's considered the board of cosmetology, he just, they don't have any idea what we do. And they forget that, you know, people are stressed out right now and don't underestimate yeah. self-care yeah. for well-being. I know. I've, I'm sure you have too. And I'm sure people listening in have gotten those. Can you do a rogue facial undercover? I'm like, no, <laughs> like people are dying to get back in. <laughs> Something else that you said when we were chatting last week before we even 
decided to do the podcast that I thought was good advice to share with people right now is don't go all out on selling discounted gift certificates. So talk a little bit about that. Don't sell your soul right now just to have it be a problem later, for sure. I know everybody has money problems right now, and they're doing whatever they can. Reach out to the companies that you use. SkinCeuticals has been amazing for us. They have really helped us like give a gift with purchase of something. So we've been doing curbside pickups, and we have had amazing success. Actually, SkinCeuticals had posted some of the stuff that we put on there because even some of their larger accounts in New York, they just and elsewhere, were not getting the same results that we had with our um, curbside pickups. And I just think that we cannot sell our soul right now because it's just going to be an issue later. Don't sell your soul. This is our, this is our new quote, Corey and business mantra. Don't sell your soul for cash flow. No, absolutely. (laughs) Because it's only going to be your nightmare later. And people have had horrible experiences with these. I'm not going to say any names, but these larger companies that supposedly are going to help you build your business by discounting everything and keeping half your I money. Can't say names. No. <laughs> no, you can't say names. We don't want to get in trouble. But all I'm saying is it's going to feel like that. You guys, it's going to feel like that. And then you're going to get back to work. You're going to feel a little overwhelmed anyway. And then when you have to do your first six months of facials for free, because you've already sold all these gift certificates and used the money to live, it's not good. And now you can't pay any of your bills because you're doing them all for free. Absolutely. Your clients want to come back to you. They want to come back to you. And this is a time to really sit back. And if if there's things that you did not like about your business, this is the time to reinvent yourself. This is the time to make changes because it's a whole new ball game when we open the doors. People want us open as soon as we feel safe to be. Instead of doing the heavy buy a gift certificate from me now, you've been doing curbside pickups. We have. And yep. and adding value to the bag by calling your vendor so they're supporting this, so it's really not costing you any more to do so. Not costing us another dime. Awesome. And it's also getting your client to try another product or yeah. try something different that they may have wanted to try but haven't had a chance to the booked perfectly esthetician forecast. This is what I talk about you guys forecasting. Like you need to right now be doing what you want to create more of in your future. So yes, you're giving them products. How many people have you had people so far call and say, Hey, what'd you put in my bag? I need more of that. From the first one. Absolutely. We put a new cleanser in every bag and the last one we were like, Oh, I want to get another one of those. What cleanser was that? And we even did full size. So I wasn't ready for that yet. I want you to tell me if, and I didn't ask you this in advance, so if you can't think of anything, that's okay. But I'll tell you like some of the most beautiful things. And I want to share this story with you, Corey, and with everybody listening that I've seen happen and I communicating with your client, it needs to be top priority. And let me tell you for people who say, I don't know what to say to them. It needs to be the same type of conversations that you have in the treatment room. It can be as simple as that. So I'm teaching the girls at my beauty biz club this. And one of the girls just wrote a letter and said, I miss you guys. Our relationship doesn't have to end in the treatment room. If you need anything, I mean, anything reply back and Corey get a box of tissues. She had an 80 year old client reply back and say, I think I'm sick. Would you ever be able to go to the grocery store for me? Oh yeah. So we still can be of service to our clients and let them know it's way more than just actually taking money from them when they come in for a service. But these are lifelong relationships that we build as beauty practitioners. 
They are. Like I said, Lori, when I first started, all the teen girls I was working on are all mothers with children of their own that they're now bringing in. You know, it's definitely an industry that we really get to form bonds with our clients. And it's not just for a day. It's definitely for longer than that. And we've done that. We've reached out two hours. We leave, you know, even if it's in our posts or our e-blasts, we're here, we're thinking of you, we're not going anywhere, and we just can't wait to see you when we can. And, you know, be safe. There's anything that we can do for them. And in the meantime, we are answering our phones. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is your cat on your lap? I swear I hear purring. Oh my God, no, my pug, <laughs> and she's like in the other room snoring. <laughs> that's, the, that's the pug. <laughs> that's the pug snore, sorry. It's <laughs> hysterical. I'm like, sure, her cat must be sitting on her lap. She's at the other end of the couch, and she's just snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Pugs do have the cutest little snore, or not even little, huge it, snores. It's that background noise without, it's like that. The white you know, noise. It is. It is. When she's not around, I'm, I always feel like something's missing. <laughs> My dog's in the room with me now. They're going to be so depressed when we go back to work, right? <laughs> Does not leave my side does not leave my side. And one of the times I've been at work because we aren't open, you know, she's just kind of out running around. (laughs) So yeah, she's, she's not going to be happy when I work the first full week. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't been to my house, my new house. No, I have a casita and it's so funny because I come out to the casita. It's my office to do my lives every morning at 9am. I always wanted Kelly Ripa's job and now I have it. I just didn't know it would be for my casita and my sweatpants (laughs) and for free, but I've been going live every morning at nine. And now at 845, Rudy stands by my front door because he can't wait to go to the casita. He knows (laughs) that I'm coming out here even before I do. But he's not a snorer, thank God. He's pretty quiet in the yeah, background. She's getting louder and louder. She's really <laughs> deeply now. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap it up, I know you said, oh, gosh, Laura, give me a map because Corey is also a fellow Virgo. Virgo. She wanted a system. I'm like, no, we're going to have fun. So easier than you thought, right? <laughs> sure. Not so bad. <laughs> as we wrap it up, give the success tips that you wrote down to share with our fellow beauty entrepreneurs. Just you mean through these times, I kind of was talking about like what we've been doing since we've had to close our doors. You know, we've just been really working hard on keeping in touch with our clients and letting them know that we are, we kind of just talked about that, that we are here for them, are answering our phones, we are answering our emails, and also to keep a positive light. There's so much negativity out there. We all know that this is a huge crisis. We all know that this has hurt a lot of people. So it's really, we work hard to try to take the positives out of it. Again, you know, letting everybody know the trainings and all the exciting things that we've been doing, keeping ourselves busy, that we're excited to show and share with them when they come back. And to be creative, you know, we've really had to kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit. How can a job that is so hands-on and touching people, how can we make that work and survive in an environment where we can't touch people? So those are the curbside pickups. Those are, you know, we've been talking about doing, I think now starting this week, since we know the dates have been put off, doing kind of teleconferencing consultations, makeup tips, just, I know, I know that the social media is just kind of over and dated now, but really trying to zone in on, on our clients and knowing what their needs are and asking them, what can we do for you? What is it that we can do for you? A priority right now, as far as marketing your business just needs to be get your clients to engage and reply back to your, to your messages that you're putting out. Let them know 
Yeah. And letting them know that, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're all scared. Like who's going to, who is going to make it on the other side? Not everybody is the, unfortunately, I mean, that is just the way that it is right now. And some will open sooner than others. Some won't be able to open at all. And just let them know that we are here. We are coming back and we are going to be so much stronger and so much better for it when we are. I'm so glad you said that because I taught yesterday. I taught at a hair retreat, believe it or not. They normally have it in teepees, which is something, Corey, we should plan for our industry because that would be so fun, like glamping. She took it online. And one of the things that she said is you have to reach out to your clients right now because they're worried about you. And I go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that, Elizabeth, because two people told me last week, I have not heard from a hairdresser. I hope she's okay. Let your clients know you're okay and you're coming back. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's that's important for sure. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I sure wasn't nearly as painful as that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you wanted me to map it out. I'm like, trust me, I've never had a moment of silence on this show. You're going to be just <laughs> fine. So thank you so much. If people want to check out your spa or maybe another esthetician wants to come in for a facial when they're in town or close by, do you want to give your, your website for everyone so they can support your biz? Sure. Doverskinhealth.com. Dover Skin Health is our, on our Instagram and Skin Health Medi Spa. Awesome. And we're in Dover, New Hampshire. Check us out. Thanks so much, Cor. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the beauty biz show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more beauty biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success Academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com. And it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 